Hello and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Healers. My name is Morgan. Thank you all for being here. If you are new, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. Um, If you're returners, thanks again as always for being here and subscribing if you are. Um, I appreciate all the support, the suggestions of topics or people you want to hear about or from. Um, and if you are new, I I guess to give a, a little introduction about the show, um, I talk about anything health and wellness related. Um, I'm a doctoral clinical psychology student right now, so I tend, not always, but I tend to talk more about mental health topics, but um, as you'll learn very quickly from me and just the holistic practice in general, our health is interconnected, it's intertwined, and it's very complex, and we can't talk about mental health without talking about the physical health, the spiritual health, the financial health, um, our relational health, culture, our nutrition, kind of anything in between. So um, although I do talk a lot about mental health, I try to encompass kind of a bunch of different uh, topics and modalities within it. But for today, um, I am doing a holistic tips episode. So again, if you're new, I have guests on the show that are, um, you know, either professionals in their health and wellness kind of practice or in the field, helping clients, giving advice, and uh, even people who are just guests who are going through the healing journey themselves and want to share things they've learned about and hopefully can provide information for you all. Um, Those are the, the first... Um, I guess that's the first type of episode I do. The second type I do are just the episodes with me on. So that's what we are going to be doing today. Um, But I basically started it because I was doing these guest episodes and sharing some advice within these guest episodes, which I, you know, I still do once in a while um, if it's relevant. But I was getting comments from you all saying that you wanted to hear from me just me on it on some of these episodes and you wanted to get some of my more in-depth recommendations for you all on topics you guys were interested in um so that's what these holistic tips episodes are so i do these also once a month just like the other ones um but these tend to be a little bit shorter so just so you all know that's what we're doing today but definitely go check out any of the other episodes that you know best serve you best serve your needs and you want to learn about So for today's, I wanted to maybe, I guess, circle back to a topic I had done with a guest. It was called the Grief Workshop. Um, It was back in, I think, September it was of 2022 when I did it. So if you want to hear from a professional, um, I think she was a counselor, Um, but if you want to hear about a professional doing grief work with clients, go check that one out. Um, But I wanted to revisit this topic because as of recently, I have talked about it a lot more, um, really on my page, but also with my clients. And um, I wanted to talk about grief. And grief, I, you know, it's not just about death. Uh, When we hear grief, you know, that's primarily what we think of is death of like a loved one or maybe like a pet or, you know, someone that, you know, we were close with. But there's, I think, so much more than grief than 
or I guess to grief that people aren't aware of that I think more people than they think are going through it. Um, Because I really don't think you have to go through a death, an actual physical death of someone to be experiencing grief and the burdens and the overwhelming feelings of grief that come with it. So let's get into it today. Let's talk a little about the differences in grief that maybe we aren't aware of. I'm pretty sure I talked a little about it in the episode, but let's do maybe a little more in-depth, I guess for time's sake though, uh, overview about what grief is and things that maybe are important that maybe you're not aware of. Um, So let's start with grief. So grief, when I think about grief, I think of two different kind of categories of grief. We have primary losses, And then we also have secondary losses. So let's start with primary losses and then I'll go into secondary losses after. So primary loss is essentially the person who passed away or this physical attachment that we don't have with someone anymore that maybe, you know, we were with them for a while and now they're not here anymore for whatever the case. So usually when we think about grief, it's someone passed away, maybe an illness or, you know, something maybe more traumatic than that. Um, Whatever the case is, this person isn't here anymore. And I guess before we go into this episode further, I can imagine that talking about grief is going to bring up a lot of feelings for you all. Um, It's a heavy topic, without a doubt. There's going to be a lot of things that maybe we talk about, even just briefly, that are going to be triggering, and um, it's going to get maybe emotional for you, which is totally acceptable. Um, So not only just feel free to take breaks in this episode um, as often or as little as you need, Um, and also, if I don't say it again, Please just remember that grief has no timeline. There is no expectation about when someone should be done with the grieving process. There's no such thing. So please do not have that in your mind of like, okay, once once I'm done listening to this podcast episode, I should be done grieving. Um, and I guess with that being said too, this is this podcast is just as a uh, for educational purposes only. It's not therapy. It's not counseling. But hopefully this can get you into the mindset about what grief is. Maybe you're experiencing this so that you can, you know, go learn about it more, work with me or go see, you know, your mental health health professional that you're working with currently or you will. Who knows? So anyways, that's that's our primary loss, right? It's that physical attachment we don't have with someone anymore. Maybe they died. Um, I also like to put it in terms of like a breakup, right? Maybe we were with someone maybe even just a few months to years and years, decades worth. And now you guys were married and now we're getting a divorce. Um, You know, whatever that line looks like, you are no longer with this person. And so there, there is a grief there. There was this attachment that is no longer there. And it's all about how do we, you know, how do we get through that? Okay. All right. So then the next kind of loss is the secondary loss. So we had the primary loss, now secondary loss. So within grief, secondary losses are the losses that come from the primary loss. So this could be things like losing your support system, losing maybe some some sort of income or financial security, uh, maybe like a loss of confidence or 
dreams or expectations for the future, maybe even possibly memories. Um, all these different things that really didn't come until the primary loss happened. Um, and when we aren't addressing and, you know, for all the, I guess, grief clinicians out there who are listening to this or people who are going through gr grief counseling right now, you have to deal with these secondary losses in addition to the primary loss. Because we can process the emotions of the primary loss all we want, but there's still going to be like the residual kind of effects that come from all these secondary losses. And so instead of treating one more important than the other, they're all valid. They're all important because they were all meaningful to you to some regard. Um, so for example, like I love putting grief counseling. I mean, obviously it can be used for, you know, a death of a person, but I love using it for like breakups and like relational uh, counseling stuff too. So let's just say you break up with someone. Okay. So after the breakup happens, right, you probably won't see each other again. Maybe you do. And, you know, maybe it's a quick exchange. Who knows? Now, if you have kids, you know, maybe this is a little different. You have to co-parent. But for the most part, you are not going to be with them as often as you were when you were together, right? You guys probably spent all day together. If you guys lived together, you saw each other every day or a lot of the time. Um, but now that kind that time you guys spent together gets kind of thrown out the window. Um, you guys don't get to spend as much time together. You guys don't see each other. And so that physical attachment, kind of like the primary loss, is now gone. So not only do you have to process that grief of not getting to see this person that you love or loved um, anymore, what are the secondary, I guess, losses that come from that? Well, there could be this loss, loss of, you know, financial security. There could be this loss, I think, especially with breakups, like this loss of dreams or these expectations for the future. You know, maybe you guys wanted to live in this state together and buy this home here together, have this many kids together um, and do all these different things together. And now that's not a thing anymore. Maybe this person was your support system, right? You, They were your primary person you could go to to lean on, talk about things with. And now that's not someone you can reach out to anymore. Um, maybe there's this loss of confidence too. I feel like after a breakup, we are more vulnerable. So we're not going to feel um, maybe as confident as we were when we were in a relationship. Who knows? Um, whatever the case is, right? No matter how we kind of phrase this or any other secondary example we come up with, all of these losses start to like, I guess, combine on one another. They start to be put on one another. So it just gets, you know, the burden, I think, just gets more and more and more and the weight gets heavier. And so when we start to add up all these things, we can understand why grief is so overwhelming and why it can feel like such a pressure on us, especially when people are like, hey, you know, it's been six months. It's time for you to stop feeling sad or feeling so stressed out about this, it's time to move on. Um, you can see why that's such a big issue when they don't understand that there's these other confounding variables that are being added onto just this breakup with someone that we loved. So yeah, that's the differences between primary and secondary grief. Um, basically, there's the primary loss and the secondary losses are the losses that come from the loss. Um, and I also just want to highlight too that 
grief can come from good things too and this is kind of where we see more of like adjusting adjusting to like a new reality for example maybe retiring right going through that stage in life where you are done working maybe you're happy that you're done working it's been 60 plus years or you know whatever age you're at and now you don't need to and that's pretty exciting i think for a lot of people um get to have a little more free time get to maybe spend time with your family you know whatever the case is but there's grief that can come from even just retiring maybe you worked for so long maybe since you were like 17 or you know whatever age and now this whole identity that you had of yourself as being this you know hard worker i got to work every day in my 9 to 5 job whatever the case is and now that identity that you have is gone you although it's happy now we are adjusting to a new reality um i i can i guess for my own personal anecdote i had to go through a recent grief um, a couple years ago when i had graduated college and then decided to move to washington um, I had this expectation that I was going to be in Colorado for probably the, my whole life, um, at least until I started grad school, then I'd have to move. Um, but then my plans kind of fell through the window, which is totally fine because I met someone and we moved to Washington. And that was such a great and exciting time because I was fresh out of college. I got a job in Washington and, you know, this whole new, I guess, chapter of my life was beginning. However, there's grief in that, right? I had to say goodbye to not only this this expectation of me staying in the state, my home state, but also saying goodbye to family, friends, like my work identity I was going through, um, the school that I loved, uh, all my hobbies and stuff I was doing and my favorite places to go mountain biking, like all these things were happening and I also had to say goodbye to this kind of old version of myself that I loved. And it was hard to say goodbye to that. But that also is grief. And there is those secondary losses that come from losing that version of myself. Um, it made me think of even just graduating. For any of you out there who may be graduating high school, you know, college, grad school, like, that's an exciting period of time, um, happy period of time, but it's also really scary because, again, this old version of herself. I knew myself as a student. I worked as a student. I, you know, I did it for so many years. I mean, I'm personally still doing it. But for those out there, like, yeah, when I graduated college, it was scary because I didn't know what I was going to do. And now I have this, like, all this anxiety and pressure. Maybe I don't feel confident about myself. All that is coming from this grief of change, adjusting to this new environment that we weren't accustomed to. And it, I will always bring it back to polyvagal theory um, and just like nervous system stuff. Our nervous system, when we're in those types of realities, um, in those types of environments, in those relationships with people, um, before they pass, before we lose them, we break up, um, before we move on and we graduate, our nervous system was accustomed to that. It was predictable, right? It was probably safe if we were there for a while. Um, it was secure. We could rely on it. But after we kind of take that reality out, um, this safety sense, and it's also called neuroception, um, kind of gets thrown out the window. And now we have to reevaluate a new environment 
if it's safe or not, right? And that takes a lot of energy, takes a lot of time. And all that energy that we keep putting forth to scan if our new environment, maybe the new people that we meet that we want to be in a relationship with, um, this new job that we got, whatever, it takes time and it takes energy. And that's kind of when we start to see mental health symptoms, right? We get, we feel anxious about things. Maybe we feel shameful because we think about the past. We doubt ourselves. We feel hopeless or helpless about the future. Um, but yeah, there's all these things that can come from grief that we don't realize are grief if it's not just the, you know, the case example of death. If it's not death or someone didn't die, then it's not grief. Well, that's not the case. And now, now you all are learning. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's good and bad examples of grief. So just know that even the happiest of times, we may feel confused why we are feeling stressed or why you're feeling shameful or doubtful about um, great things coming about. Well, let's let's take it back to grief. Um, just to kind of end on this i want to really point out this secondary loss and specifically the loss of identity uh that's kind of one i've been you know i've talked about it a few times already but i think it's really important to emphasize this because when we think about grief a lot of times we externalize it like something in our life has to happen um some person has to be removed from our life a pet maybe has to Uh, pass away right in order for us to experience grief but there's a loss of identity or a loss of self that isn't addressed or we don't talk about it a lot that happens I think in general in counseling or in general when we go through new stages of our life Um, when we go through a traumatic event and now we have to learn how to be a new version of ourselves I think, I mean, I work, um, at least I used to work with people in forensics, so offenders and criminals, um, coming out of prison, coming out of hospitals, trying to reorient their lives to reintegrating into society. And although we can write these people off, they are experiencing the same kind of shifts and adjustments as anyone else could, right? Now they have to reorient their lives They were in prison. They had this maybe schedule they followed, but now we're putting them in a new environment. And that's scary, right? Um, They have to do a lot of this stuff on their own, which is great to learn about. But it's like this new version of themselves. They can't rely on this old version of ourselves that did help them, you know, protect. Maybe it was maladaptive, but it did protect them in their environment. But now they can't be like that anymore. Same thing with trauma clients, like clients who have been through a lot of trauma or in were in a traumatic relationship. I think of domestic violence or, you know, anyone of like, um, you know, they had to be this version of themselves in order to cope and be safe in that relationship. But as soon as they're out of it and, you know, hopefully now if anyone is listening is uh, can resonate with this, now you have to re- alter who you are because you had to kind of adapt to this version of yourself in the relationship but it doesn't work outside of the relationship and that can cause a lot of grief as well um even just like childhood trauma right when we think about really traumatic situations going on in the household and we move out of the house and have to live on our own sometimes we can't operate that same way and we have a lot of 
um, overwhelm or trying to change and, you know, be this quote, better version of ourselves. Like I, I, you know, talk about all the time, that's hard for a lot of people, right? Like we can't just expect ourselves to change on a dime because our nervous system isn't regulated to that, right? And the grief that's attached to it, remember, it doesn't, there's no timeline. Um, so expecting people to be resilient or be just be adaptive and change and blah, 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 blah. Like I hate that <laughs> because we're we're putting this expectation on people who are going through grief and we would never do that. Um, and so I guess the better that we understand these differences of the primary loss and the secondary loss and specifically this loss of identity or even even really the loss of like dreams or future, but really this loss of identity in different populations of people um, and how that can manifest itself as still grief is really like an underpinning of why I love this topic so much. As you can probably tell, I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Like, there's so much to talk about. Uh, but yeah, so again, this is just a really brief overview of grief. But yeah, I, I, I think it's so important because I think we get pigeonholed into thinking that grief just is death. And grief has to be the loss of someone passing away someone close that we loved a family member a friend a pet you know whoever but it's not the case right and there can be good times um that we're experiencing and we feel confused why we feel upset um or anxious and we're like this is such a great event why is this why am i feeling this way it's probably because of grief so for anyone that's out there who's starting a new adventure or maybe going through an actual grief process um right now just know that there is no timeline for you to experience grief or you need to be done experiencing the grief. Just know that secondary losses are real and um, just honor, you know, the other losses that are coming from the primary loss. And just know that you'll probably have to say goodbye to this old version of yourself, right? That was probably protecting you, keeping you safe, this old version of like your nervous system now has to change itself to readapt and adjust to its new reality, its new environment. Um, you know, I, again, I think of people who have broken up and now each of them have to live a different life almost and like learn new things, be in a new place, maybe be on their own. And that can be, that can take a lot of energy and a lot of time and a lot of strain on our health and our uh, mental health and physical health and emotional health and whatnot. So I'd say just be mindful of all the change that goes on with grief, show yourself some compassion and hopefully, you know, obviously with time, I hope that um, you are able to readapt to this new reality. I think human beings are very resilient creatures, um, but just know there's not a timeline that you that you need to get it done right away. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that's our holistic tips episode for this month. Hopefully, you all you know took something away from it can resonate to some extent. If you have any questions, as always, feel free to send them over my way. I'd love to listen to them, read them, and incorporate them in some shape or form uh, on the podcast, on the Instagram, whatever it is. 
And um, yeah, so thank you all for being here. Again, if you're new, hopefully you enjoyed it. For returners, thanks again for being here. Feel free to follow me along. I am on Instagram. It's at holistic underscore healing LC. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. You can listen to this podcast uh, kind of on any streaming device um, or streaming method. But obviously, if you're listening, you probably already know where to find me. Feel free to share it with your friends or family who you think, you know, is grieving right now or going through a big change in their life. Um, hopefully this episode can, you know, just get them a foot in the door of understanding, you know, where they are at right now. Know that, you know, there's no timeline to grieve and they can just, you know, take take their time. And uh, you all can always reach out to me if you want to work with me. Uh, thank you so much, though. It was so great to have you all. Enjoy the rest of your day. Talk to you all soon. Bye. Thank you.